You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom, we'd like to represent something that we put on the platform two years ago from Rebel Yoshev on the parasha. Uh, we were presenting these programs, especially during COVID, when I think many people appreciated a strong Divrei Torah uh, right before Shabbos. And here was Rebel Yoshev's ideas uh, that I think create a very important message for us today, even uh, two years later. Very common sense and yet brilliant at the same time. So we're presenting them here for you. Uh, we hope that you enjoy it. Uh, we might bring back uh, more Rebel Yoshev's Parsha insights, as that it's an area of his oeuvre, which is a little bit less well. So this is Rebel Yoshev and the Parsha. Uh, Rebel Yoshev zeroes in on um, Moshe Rabbeinu uh, running away from Paro and meeting the next important really important person in his life, the two important people, we would say Yisra and, of course, Tzipora, um, Allah Be'er. And, of course, he saves the uh, the daughters of Yisra uh, from the, uh, what was it, the harassment of the other uh, shepherds. And Chazal say the following, that Moshe specifically went uh, to a Be'er because he knew the story of Yaakov. That Yaakov also got found his zivug by the Be'er. So Rebel Yoshev says it's interesting that um, Yaakov found his zivug by the Be'er. Of course, he found Rachel there. A Yitzchak, through the agency of Eliezer, found his Shidduch there. Uh, Moshe found his shidduch there. Why by Avram Avinu wasn't it that way? So what does it really mean that, that you find your zivug by the by, by a well? So he says, Rabbi Yosha says the following. Zivug by the well means HaKadosh Baruch Hu Holach Eitzel HaSholshim Vehele Misham Es HaSchuyot Shalaovos Basically, what that means is it's a sim, it's it's symbolic. A well is something that is 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 deep in the ground, and in a way, you bring stuff up from it. There's like a bear. In other words, it's not just what you have in front of you, but it's connected to a aquifer or a greater water source that you keep on bringing stuff up from. That's the symbol of what a zivig. Of a good zivug is, you you get the schuyos of a, of the right zivug for yourself with the schusim that are in your ancestry, the schusim of the ma'isa mitzvahs that your parents and grandparents did. So that makes sense by Moshe. Now, of course, he didn't go to Eretz Yisrael; he went to Midian. But the be'er is a symbol of. Of, of, of the tefillos you will offer, and our Kaddish Baruch Hu responds by saying, yes, you have the schusim of your parents, your grandparents, to also find the right type of woman for you. But Avram Avinu didn't have those roots, right? So therefore, 
however he found the Sarah, we don't know. But the whole idea of a Be'er is, 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 is it doesn't have the great, the same symbolism. That's a nice Be'er from Rebel Yoshef on that. Okay. Um, we know, of course, one of the most famous Chazalin that they teach all the kids, and I'm sure that uh, they taught Hanan and Moshe, they taught your children this in the JC, they taught it to my children when they were young, that um, that when Basparo saves Moshe, it says, Vatishloch esamosa vatikocheho, and of course Rashi says, Nishtar amosa, that her, uh, the ama is, of course, her hand from the tip of the uh, of the middle finger down to the elbow. That's the ama, or, or to the shoulder. That's the ama. So, what does that mean? Tishlach es amosa, that her hand extended out amois amois. Now, Chazal say something else as well. They say, you know, Yocheved was trying to hide the baby from the passerbyers on the road. So therefore, she put Moshe in the suf. She put Moshe in the reeds. But people that were swimming could see the, the teva. Now, why was it that though she went to swim right there? So Chazal say, especially she probably had her own little area in the palace. You know, uh, why would why do you assume that that um, that Yocheved placed it close by to where the you know the, the uh, Paro's palace was? She actually was out of place, Basparo. She was going out of her normal space to go swimming somewhere, to go wash herself. Lirchotz. So Chazal say, what was going on here? That she was already separating herself from her family and going to become not uh, an Ovedes Avodazara. Um. So the Rebel Yoshev says, well, you know, maybe that was a good swimming spot. Um, we know that if Moshe Rabbeinu was born on Zion Adar, right? And assuming if you go back from Zion Adar, so what would have been, and this was three months after Zion Adar, so that would have been when? That would have been Shavuos time. That would have been Shavuos. In Mitzrayim. And and it might have been right in the midday. So uh, who says this was some sort of strange act? I sort of answered Rebel Yoshev's question already because I said it was far away from the palace. Rebel Yoshev doesn't uh, assume that. But I think I have a good answer. But Rabbi Yoshev's kasha is still a decent one to think about. One of the things about Rabbi Yoshev's questions are, you know, is that they're unusual. 
It's the type of question that are common sense questions that you usually don't think about. But that was his kasha. Where's the mocha prachazal that this is anything more than finding a good place to cool off? Especially since it is probably pretty hot in that period of Mitzrayim when it occurs. So Rabbi Yoshim says the following. Really, where she was and where the the teva that Yocheved placed the child, she was really much too far to have reached it and saved the child. What happened? It was it was a, a superhuman effort that allowed her to get it. Whether her hand really stretched out or not, there was something that allowed her a certain power of strength that usually this um, petite princess wouldn't have been able to do. Rebel Yoshev says that's the Mida of Klal Yisro. The Mida of Klal Yisro is that when you need to help someone, something happens. The adrenaline allows almost superhuman things to happen to help the other person. And even though that hand couldn't have reached there, Yisrael pushes through. We try no matter what. Even though, and this is Rebel Yoshim's point, even though logically it seems impossible to be able to effect a saving, you push through, we do not move away or scared or, uh, or, or do, we, we don't go into inaction because of these incredible odds against us. In fact, what the Rabbani Shalom wants us to do is to push ourselves, and you probably aren't even going to know where it comes from. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help us. That is the power of Yisro. And Oweyoshim says that's really what Chazal mean. Habo l'tacher If you show that you want to change your life, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will open up so many pathways to allow you to live the life that you are aspiring to be. Even though it seems like I can't even read Hebrew, I can't even read Aramaic, and I'm having such a hard time convincing someone to move, to, my wife to move to this neighborhood so we can keep Shabbos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, if you are really, if you really push yourself, Messiah knows so. Even though everyone would tell you it's not going to work. In fact, Rebel Yoshim says, that's why Chazal know that she was a tzadikus. That's why Chazal know that she obviously was not part of the Avodah Zorah world of, of Mitzrayim. Now, I need to say something here, even though I don't know if Rebel Yoshim would agree. And that is that, you know, Mitzrayim and the Avodah Zorah they represented and the mindset they represented, yeah, that is a very 
uh, Avodazara, worshiping death, and someone who comes from that mentality doesn't believe they can actually change things. And But I believe that this spirit that we talk about, this indefatigable spirit of the Jewish people, I think that we have become a beacon for other uh, nations and countries uh, to represent that as well. And I think that, you know, the United States in many ways has that type of mentality. Um, again, I'm, I'm treading here and maybe at waters I shouldn't be treading into and I, my hand is not going to stretch out and make the point properly. But I do believe the American ingenuity, American uh, pushing forward in terms of, uh, you know, manifest destiny, all the things that, that the, the, that, that had been done to sort of, you know, create the country, uh, are also a symbol of those things. Now, again, you could say that they, we created the country on the backs of, 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 of the Indians, the American, the, the Native Americans who were, who were slaughtered. Um, there's definitely a cynical way to look at that. Um, but I, you know, I would like to think that with all that notwithstanding, the fact they were able to scrape together this country, this ragtag group, and create a country that's um, developed the way it has as a democracy for for all these years, the longest, um, you know, uh, at this point, the longest long-standing democracy in the world, I think owes a lot to this type of attitude that Rabbi Yoshev says started with the Bnei Yisrael. And maybe that, maybe, you know, we've given that over to them. And I just want to add, you know, today everyone's doing a lot of thinking about what democracy means, what the country means, and what is the attack on, on the capital. Was that an attack on something sacred? Something sacred, I'm not going to say it was a sacred hall, but it clearly was the type of a place that does enshrine these type of ideals. And although you'll say many of the politicians have been taking money and have been on the, you know, have been, have not been honest for so long and that, and, and, and that they routinely lie, but there is something about the American ideal that they have elevated, which I think is something that, that, that Claudius role and believes in, which is uh, that we're able to get something done, even though it does seem, um, like it's impossible. Anyway, uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, also acts this way, Rebel Yoshev says, uh, when he sees what's going on. Um, and he's a, a young man, and he sees somebody being beaten. Um, now, at that point, Moshe cannot save everyone but he saw there was injustice that was happening in this one corner. And Rabbi Yoshev says, Moshe didn't believe he was able to lead a, a revolution at this point. He didn't think he would be able to, to stop the enslavement. But Rabbi Yoshev says he started with what this, this first step this first step of saving one Jew from being beaten mercilessly by the Mitzri. And then the Gemara says that that 
of course, became something bigger. Because when Moshe Rabbeinu, even before he becomes a, a fugitive, well, after he comes back from being a fugitive, the Medrash says, Moshe then went to Paro even before um, the the actual Geula was happening. It says, Rosha Moshe saw that nobody was, uh, they were, it, was, it was a constant avoda without rest. Isn't it logical that if you don't give them a day off, they're going to die from exhaustion? They're going to die. So Paro agreed. And the Medrash says, Holach Moshe v'tikin lechem es yom ha-shabbos now, when did that happen, this Medrash? <laughs> you know, because you know, when, when, we know that, that Moshe ran away. Did that happen beforehand? Did it happen after he came back? Well, in Rebel Yoshev's book, he's not so concerned about the chronology as mu- exactly when. But that's the next step. You first save the thing in front of you. Then, as it becomes clearer what your purpose is, you go on to the next thing which is you get them that day off. And we know that what did they do on that day off, that Shabbos that they had off? Rabbi Yosha quotes the Chazal, They had things to read. They had Divrei Torah, what we would call the Midrashim, of the stories of the Ovos. And they would read it every Shabbos. And those stories of the Ovos and about Avram Yitzchok and about Yosef and how Yosef was saved from the base of Surim and the promises that Yosef said would happen, that gave them hope that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would be go of them. And in fact, um, because of that, Klal Yisrael was ready, Rav Yoshev says, look what he says here, Mechoyo el choyo v'nivchar liyos ha-bokoach. Then he was chosen. But he was chosen to a people, even though Moshe was skeptical whether they would believe him, the truth was he had already changed things. The fact that they had had that day off and what they could do with their Shabbos, and the fact that, that the idea of a Redeemer, the idea that God is still connected to them in some way, means that when Moshe comes back, he can he can step into a role that is ready-made for him. And what helped make that role ready was that day off of Shabbos. That's the effect that the that these Megillos had. Chazal say in Pirkeyovos, Kosha Maisov Meruben Mechachmoso, Chachmoso Mekayemes. Kosha Chachmato Meruben Maisov, Ein Chachmoso Mekayemes. What does that mean, Rebel Yoshim says, that the Chachma is greater than their is greater than the Maisim? Chachmoso Meruben Maisov. Hainu Rotsa Weepful Rakba Miskeras Hasekhovagion. 
What does the guy want to do? He wants to use his brain. He's a thinker. If that's where you're at, you're not taking the opportunities to act, then you're not going to be Zoha. Moshe Rabbeinu, despite being the greatest Chacham, the person who was Zoha to the most knowledge of God, which is the ultimate knowledge that a person can have, Chazal see him as an example of Mice of Mirubin. And because he didn't just stay in the world of ideas, but action to change what's in front of him, little by little, he therefore was able to be able to do actions that are even the actions that have never been accomplished by any human being who's tread the face of the earth, the miracles that have occurred through Moshe Rabbeinu in, in terms of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And that's what comes from being, that's what it comes from, 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 from taking the opportunity to act when you can, even though it seems to be in just such a limited way. When Moshe, Rebbe Yoshev, uh, points out, the Pusik says when Moshe, um, uh, was, um, at the, uh, snare, what does it say? Vayaster Moshe Panav Kiyarei Mehibit. Mehabit. That Moshe puts, turns his head away. The Medrash says that on this Pasik, we find that when HaKadosh Baruch is revealing himself to Moshe, Moshe is hiding. We also find at Yamsuf, Moshe somehow on the side, not staring directly into the Shekhinah. At Harsinai, it seems like Moshe is also in a way not staring directly towards God. Even in the Oel Moed, by the Mishkan, Moshe does not seem staring directly there. He's, in a way, putting his head down. So Medrash says a very powerful statement. I know you're an honor of Moshe Rabbeinu, but you don't have to lower yourself. Now all time is waiting for you. What does that mean, Rebbe Yoshev says? What was said to Moshe Rabbeinu is said to every single one of us who tries to be serious in our avoda and in our to find what our role in life is. What does that mean? A person can't assume that they don't have worth. A person can't assume that what they're doing is meaningless or won't really amount to much. That's a modesty that God does not want people to have. That's a modesty that stops you. Now, of course, you have to be the Ebed Hashem. 
You have to know that nothing that you have comes from yourself. But if you will let yourself be an unup to the point that you really don't believe you can do anything, that's that is destructive. And that means taking a role. We have to act and we have to try to get others to act. And really all these, everything we're saying tonight from Rabbi Yoshev is really all a very similar theme. Instead of Yes, it's beautiful to, to you know, look at the heroes of of Moshe and Basparo, of course, as well. But we we can't allow these stories, the Sipuri Hatorah, to give us distance and make us think that, you know, we can't walk in their paths. Moshe's story has to be all of our stories. Um, whether and, and and we have to get inspiration. Really, uh, you know, it isn't just something that we put high on a mountain. And maybe that's also, although Rabbi Yoshev doesn't do this, maybe that's also a, a good reason, um, you know, to to you know, to even think about the think about struggles that Moshe and and and, and other great people had. To think about the issues that Moshe Rabbeinu had, maybe even with with Yisro. If we glorify the Ovos to a point that they don't really matter, they, they're so above us to the point that there's nothing we can even relate to them, then we can't be inspired either. Or even if it's real, it's inspiration, it won't really penetrate. It's inspiration that's up on a mountain that really doesn't really ever come down to us. So unless we do the type of things Rabbi Yoshev suggests here about learning it and seeing it in such a way, I think, you know, we, we, we might be able to impress our kids with the stories of what Moshe Rabbeinu was able to do, but we're not going to really change them and not going to change ourselves either. So that I think is a, a valuable lesson from Rabbi Yoshev here in Parshish Mois. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.